Welcome back to the TBFFL podcast. This is episode 8. Week 7 is in the books, and we are going to talk all about it and get you caught up on everything you missed fantasy-wise, everything you missed in the real world of the NFL. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm acting more excited than it actually was. It, both perspectives. Uh, we didn't have the greatest of fantasy uh, performances, did we, Luke? No, we did not. But hey, it's good to be back. Good to have the pod again, and good to put week seven of the NFL behind us for yeah. all sorts of reasons. It was just bad all around. But you know, we're here. We're excited, and it's gonna be a great time. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad to be here. But yeah, it was. It was. I mean, we won't. We won't dwell on it too long. But in the Lions, for you, that that's got to be a bit of a downer for sure. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't think our offense was gonna have a great day. But I didn't think our defense was going to be that bad. So yeah. we can move past it. But yeah, it wasn't our best game. Yeah, it's it's all good. I'm kind of like whatever that the Broncos won. It was it was fine, but it was like Packers. And at this point, I'm kind of like not like wanting to lose. A win felt good, I'll, I'll say that. But like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, it does make it harder to get Caleb Williams. It sure does, yeah. Although both Caleb Williams and um, Drake May are looking kind of iffy as of late so i don't i don't really know what to say caleb williams has some some big games against pac-12 opponents coming up so maybe he'll have time to change my opinion but i don't know we'll see uh but but yeah what a confusing set of games especially in the early window with like the patriots upsetting the bills the giants upsetting washington um what else happened the bears like i mean lobbering yeah lions getting crushed the lions the getting bears. crushed Bears with a backup quarterback. Yeah, Tyson uh, Bajant looked good. Tyson Bajant. Dude, dude looked yeah, like a baller. he looks great. Yeah, I mean, he went from he getting has... sacked twice and, like, having eight yards against the Colorado School of Mines to beating the Las Vegas Raiders in his first NFL start. So, uh, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, props to him. He had a super low A dot, but he was really accurate, and yeah. he got it done. After yeah. n- not even playing Division One football, he played D2 and then went to the NFL. Yeah, no, it's it was impressive to watch, and I mean the Raiders were just floundering. I I know, I can't stand the Raiders, so it makes me very happy, and I know a lot of them are now calling for Josh McDaniels' head, um, and so, I'm kind of, admired. I'm having a good time watching the chaos in Las Vegas. So, yeah, it's good stuff. But um, why don't you? I know you have a a story to share, an experience you had this weekend in fantasy football, and I I want you to tell the tale of Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> Oh, yes. This was this was a tale. And I will preface this by saying, in the end, it did not impact uh-huh. whether I won or lost the game. But at the time, it was pretty close. So there I was, sitting on my couch, mm. Maddie sitting next to me, mm. and we were watching the Packers game. Mm. And Broncos. Jordan Love was driving down the field. And for fun context, I was playing Alex this week, and I was starting Romeo Dobbs, one of the Packers wide receivers. And he was starting Jaden Reed, another one of the Packers wide receivers. So it was pretty fun to watch to make be rooting that um, they passed the ball, but they only passed it to Romeo Dobbs and not to Jaden Reed. So it made it very entertaining to watch. So they get down to the four-yard line, hmm. and Jordan Love throws a pass into the end zone towards Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> he has his hands out like he can catch a touchdown, which he should have done. It hits him in the hands, bounces up, flies through the air, and lands in Jaden Reed's hand. <laughs> and 
I audibly yelled, no, and Maddie got scared. And <laughs> so that was a 14-point swing for me and Alex from oh my gosh. the football hitting Romeo Dobbs' hands. But instead of him catching it, it bounces into Jaden Reed's hands, and Alex gets a touchdown and an extra catch added to his score. So congrats, Alex. Apparently Jaden Reed is better than Romeo Dobbs, and I was pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was such a funny moment when it happened. I So just the pattern of being a Broncos fan when that happened it made me laugh because I was like I feel like like I'm surely we're gonna lose because that's just a ridiculous thing to happen and so I was just like I was numb to it and I was just like cackling at how stupid that was and then you texted me and Luca saying that you had I didn't even realize you had Jaden Reed or you had Romeo Dobbs and he had Jaden Reed and I was like oh that just makes it I felt bad for you, but it made it so much funnier. <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid. Fantasy football is really dumb sometimes, most times. And that leads me to a fun little segment that I want to I wanna share here. So um, I'm going to give you a, a lineup. Uh, and this, this lineup was projected to score 125.61 um, so total. So I picked, I picked players, a lot of big names, uh, kind of like a really good. If you were going into this week, Week seven with this lineup, you were probably gonna win. Let's let's be honest. Um, and so projected 125. And in our league, it's pretty rare to have a lineup uh, that's projected over 120 going into the week. I'd say. Um, so this is a very very mm-hmm. solid lineup. So I'll just read the names. So at QB, you have Tua. Uh, RB one and two are Bijan and Josh Jacobs. Uh, wide receivers one and two are Cooper Cup and Calvin Ridley. Uh, Tight end I decided to include here is Cole Komet, who was the tight end five on the season, and he was projected 9.54 by NFL.com, which was like one of the highest projections uh, going into the week. At the flex positions, I chose Austin Eckler and Raheem Mostert, so two starting caliber running backs, but you could put them at flex this Mm -hmm. week. Have a crazy week. Um, Kicker, I went with the now free agent Brett Maher, uh, who was actually the fantasy kicker number three on the year going into this game but then the rams just dropped him so uh oh wow yeah so that's kind of interesting and then uh defense i chose the bills who were the defense two going into um this week uh so anyway so that that great lineup two of Bijan, josh jacobs cooper cup calvin ridley cole Komet, austin eckler raheem mostert brett maher and the bills defense was projected 125.61 and that lineup scored 37 point eight four <laughs> that's absurd which is ridiculous <laughs> and so it's yeah. absurd because that lineup is full of first and second round draft picks insane Bijan, josh jacobs cooper cup calvin ridley austin eckler Mo- mostert are like the big big names in there and mm-hmm. ridiculous and so you know fun fact and you'll talk about it later but my uh my running back one and two and wide receiver one were both in that lineup that I just talked about with Cooper Cup, Josh Jacobs, and uh, Austin Eckler. So feeling great. And then I do have to, to shout out Shepard for uh, also donating me to uh, Brett Maher and Cole Komet for this lineup. However, Shep, and we'll get to talking about here in a little bit, he won his game with those three yeah. underperformers. So Good for him, but uh, you know they weren't the skill positions. That was my downfall. Is they were guys that I needed to score a lot of points, and they did nothing. So he was able to still get good performances. Um, but yeah, so that was just fun. I had to share that because fantasy football. It's just you can't even at this point. I feel like 
early on the season, I wanted to get more frustrated. At this point, I'm, I was like, it's dumb. I like, there's nothing more I could have done. I was projected so much this week, and then, yeah. So, silly game. Yeah. But you can set your lineup and you can hope, and that's yeah, about that's it. That's all you can do. It was, it was just such a weird week in the NFL. I mean, yeah, I, uh, I'm happy to put it behind us as well, and hopefully we get some more offense, which correlates to more fantasy points going into next week. Um, but, but yeah, uh, quick injury report update. Uh, thankfully this week was not nearly as bad as the past couple of weeks. In fact, I actually have a bunch of guys who are, who got injured or banged up, but are probably going to play this year or this year, (laughs) this week. So, uh, Jalen Hurts apparently suffered a, a minor knee sprain. He said he's good to go. He said when asked if it'll affect him going forward, he's like, I hope not. And so I think he's good. Um, the one of the weirder ones was a uh, Bijan Robinson. What what in the heck? What happened there? They uh, just was sick on the sideline. Um, yeah, he was saying he had um, headaches. I yeah, think during like the day, but the yeah, but the weird thing was that this was never reported. Mm-mm. And so there, I heard there's potential that the Falcons could get fined for not reporting it because they yeah. have to report whether report whether a player is. Um, questionable or um and so they just didn't and then he he did play one snap which was weird very odd Um, from the end of the game but they kept him out for most of the game Mm -hmm. yeah so strange and i think he from what i heard he like woke up with these headaches like he woke up not feeling himself and they still went ahead and had him on the active roster like ready to go did not report him as um sick and so that's that's very strange um but yeah yeah um, we'll see how that transpires, but either way, probably just like migraines. He's probably good to go for next week. Um, Austin Eckler apparently suffered a low grade ankle sprain. He's fine. Um, nothing to worry about there for me. <laughs> uh, Christian Watson really avoided, um, something that could have been much, much worse, worse. I think they were initially thinking maybe it had something to do with his MCL, but, uh, just a minor knee injury. He's likely to go next week or for sure the week after. So nothing to worry about there with Christian Watson. Um, Jalen Waddle was a trooper. He he, very painful looking back injury, but he kept playing in the game, and I think he's going to be fine this coming week. So good for him. Um, unfortunately, Tyreek is still getting all the love in that Dolphins offense. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Luke Musgrave also uh, on that big hit, awful hit by Kareem Jackson. I'm ashamed of him. Uh, but somehow he suffered an ankle injury on that, and he was able to oh. avoid concussion protocol and everything. So he left the stadium in a boot, even though he got hit up high. And so that was kind of odd to me. But um, he's questionable. Don't know a lot about that yet, so we'll see about that going forward. Um, the biggest, this is probably the only real significant injury that could be for a couple of weeks, is Jerome Ford um, with a high ankle sprain. He's out, he's for sure out next week and likely going to be more. Very similar to like what Saquon Barkley suffered early in the year, um, that kind of just kept progressing, like you know, week after week. Um, so hopefully he doesn't miss more than one to two weeks, but there's always a chance he could miss three to four. So Kareem Hunt is very much in line for a lot more carries for the Browns. Um, and speaking of the Browns, uh, here's our bizarre bonus injury of the week. What is going on with Deshaun Watson? And <laughs> that I, I'm, it's such a silly situation. I'm so confused. I. I have no idea because I've heard some reports that's like, oh yeah, he was cleared to come back in and mm-hmm. he, but he didn't. But then mm. I've also heard that he could be out for like a couple weeks. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I just don't think he wants to play. 
I think so too. I think he just wants to take his bag and kind of run. Maybe that's just because he doesn't necessarily have the best track record that we're thinking that. But like, I mean, he hasn't given me any reason to think otherwise. So I, I don't know. It's it's such a weird situation. But meanwhile, PJ Walker is in there leading them to victory. So like, their defense is generational. So it, what does it even matter? You know, like if the if they can get mediocre QB play, they're four and two. I think so. Like. Just keep rolling. Do it. Do what you got to do. The QB thing is, if they were struggling on defense, then maybe, you know, we'd be talking more about this. But who, honestly, who cares? Just get somebody in there who can throw the ball and yeah, like keep rolling. PJ Walker's winning them games. Exactly. It's maybe not him, but he's won yeah. both of them. He's doing enough. Also, I to keep win. wanting to call him PJ Tucker, <laughs> um, but different sport. Yeah, different sport. That's funny. Um, but yeah, and then one non-injury but something to note luke you want to mention this one yeah i actually it's worth noting chris olave was arrested for speeding um he was reportedly going 70 and a 35 it likely won't mean anything for fantasy but he was taken to jail so hopefully mm-hmm. um glad no one was hurt and hopefully nothing bad comes of that yeah um, as well but just wanted to note it yeah did you see his uh his brother tweeted that homie like he was just heading home from cvs or something and there there's nothing like really he was just speeding, you know, he was just going fast, but we all spent uh-huh. a little bit. He was just coming home from, you know, the drugstore and no big deal. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of, just kind of funny, but you know, of course, because mm-hmm. the name he, uh, yeah. I wonder, do you know what he was driving? I don't even know. I don't actually. I'm kind of curious, but yeah. yeah, probably, probably something pretty nice, but, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, should we talk about the league? Yeah, let's jump into it. Let's get right. to our weekly recap of all the games. Um, and so I'm starting off with a pretty pretty solid banger of a game. It's banger. HLP 525 versus Meta Chris. And Hunter got the win again with 130.56 points to Meta Chris's still strong day with 110.58. Mm-hmm. And this was a pretty fun, it was the battle of the receiving duos for this Ooh. game. So. Chris had the Raiders with Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams versus Tyreek and Waddle. Mm. Um, which I think I think I know your answer to this question. If you had to have one of those duos for the rest of the season, would you take the Dolphins? I would I would absolutely take the Dolphins. But I mean, yeah, the Devontae Jacoby has not been a bad duo, surprisingly. I mean, I know Chris has mm-hmm. kind of got Jacoby Myers as like a I don't even know if he, he drafted him or not, but um it was a smart move regardless to have both those guys. Yeah, they're both top 15 wide receivers, so it's been really solid. Yeah. And, yeah, so to get into the game a little bit, HLP, I think, stands for help anyone who plays Hunter. <laughs> um, the Dolphins had a, a pretty down week for them, and he still put up 130 points. And so I realized I can you can break Hunter's team into his studs and his um, just people that – put up the rest of the work it's like the if it's like a meal Mm -hmm. he has his like it's like a curry okay the the chicken and the sauce is mahomes jonathan taylor and the dolphins right and then the rice is everyone else on his team yeah supports the the rest of the dish it you know complements it but it's not necessarily the the wow factor right it's just kind of there yeah uh make made up that metaphor on the fly so that's why you did yeah curry but that was impressive yeah (laughs) Um, that's how I feel about Hunter's team. But um, I think, yeah, Mahomes and Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor's back. 
Mm-hmm. He is getting as many carries as Zach Moss now, and I think he just looks better. So it'll be interesting oh, yeah. to see how that snap share progresses because I think they still like Zach Moss, and he's proven to be good against tough matchups. Yeah. Um, but also it's Jonathan Taylor, and they just paid him, I think, $40 million. So yeah. likely he'll be the one to lead that backfield. And Mahomes was flexing this week. I think there's been a lot yeah. of talk <laughs> on if he was still as good as he has been and Yes, he is. Yeah, bro. I said it, I been. said it last week. <laughs> I was because I was complaining as a Mahomes owner in our other league. I was like, "But, like, can we get it together, my guy?" And this this was that week for him. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. So it's and it was honestly probably like a floor game for his Dolphins, and that means that Tyreek only had twenty points, um, which is pretty wild. But he's on yeah. pace to shatter the receiving record. I think it's right around two. 2300 yards right now is what he's predicted to get that's absurd um and then yeah Mostert and Waddle um both had rough games but like like I said he's still able to put up 130 points and then Mm. talk about the Rice players he had um (laughs) all of his other players scored between seven and ten and a half points so it's a really good floor with um his studs on the other side so Osborne had a pretty decent game but I'm a little worried that he might be the wide receiver three on the Vikings um even without Justin Jefferson yeah. Uh, Brandon Powell's had a pretty good, um, like, I guess season so far. And I think he could start getting more targets. Brian Robinson had a decent game at 8.3 points. And I heard a quote earlier about Brian Robinson. I don't know who it was by, but it's uh, it was like, he can be really good in the right game script, but the commanders aren't good enough for us to reliably predict what their game script's going to be. Very and true. so it's hard to know when you should start him or when you shouldn't. Um, because when they're winning, he's going to get a lot of work and he's going to be, a great running back, but if they're losing or it's a close game, he won't get as much. That's very um, And talk about Chris. It's pretty impressive that Chris put up 110 points while he started Bijan and Brock Purdy. Yeah, wow. Um, and so I think Brock Purdy might be hurting from the Trent Williams injury, so hopefully he'll be back soon because he just hasn't had as much time in the pocket and has looked a little bit more flustered. Um, and also not having Debo out there to draw coverage away from Kittle and Ayuk um, is a bummer. And it may be anecdotal, but just from, like, watching the game last night, Kittle got tackled much faster after the catch than he normally does. And I think that might be because he's getting covered more um, with Debo out. And so with Debo back in, he's able to get a little bit more space and can make more plays after the ball. Um, This is my speed question of the game. Would you rather have Devontae Adams or Puka Nakua? Puka. For the rest of the season. Give me Puka one I would rather have Puka, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and maybe we'll talk about it later, too, but I'm pretty sure it's just, like, either Cup or Puka is going to be the guy for each game. It's, it's truly a coin flip. They look identical since Cup has returned. It's literally just, like, which guy is Stafford going to favor more this week, I think. Yeah. Which, like, as a Cup I'm hoping... or a Puka owner, that, you know, is a bit of a bummer. I wish that they'd spread it out evenly, but, eh. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping they can fi- have some games where they're both great. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, um, last thing on Chris's team, good call to not start Deshaun Watson this week. Um, I don't know this for a fact, but I think negative 1.8 points is the worst QB fantasy output of the year. Probably. <laughs> I feel like it's it's got to be. At least of a, yeah. a starter. Like, yeah, somebody who was supposed to start the game, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. But, yeah, that's that. Hunter keeps rolling and got another dub. Yeah. Very, very nice. Um, sorry, I was just getting a FaceTime call for some reason, so I had to decline that. And 
Um, yes. <laughs> I lost my spot in our notes. Okay, here we go. Now, now we're good. Um, the game, the first game I'm going to talk about is another very similar. We had a lot of games this week that were kind of like around the 130 range to around the 110 range, um, which is sort mm-hmm. of an interesting um, spread. This one uh, features What a Mess versus the Bean Team. And uh, Jacob pulled this one out 129.06 to 113.36. Um, and. I, I consider this one to be kind of the injury slash bye week bowl. Obviously, everyone is plagued by it, but I noticed it more with this game than any other game. So um, both benches of these teams were entirely inactive with the exception of Hunter Henry on Jacob's bench. Uh, so everybody wow. was either hurt or in or hurt or had on a bye week. Uh, so players that could have played in this, or yeah, I guess could have played, um, but were either hurt or on bye this week include Justin Jefferson, David Montgomery, Adam Thielen, Joe Burrow, uh, Nico Collins, Damian Pierce, and Garrett Wilson. So a lot of big names that weren't, you know, were either on by or hurt and unable to be featured here. Uh, but both teams still put up over, like, significantly over 100 without a lot of those guys. So very impressive. Uh, good work by both teams there. Uh, Jacob got the upper hand thanks to some crazy, like, ridiculous consistency across the board, except for his defense. Um, but this is so, this is so strange. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've seen this, but every individual player on Jacob's roster or on his, his lineup, other than his defense finished between 10.5 and 16.6 points. So like, wow, six points. Exactly. No one went crazy, like over 16.6, but nobody had single digits except for the only person or the only player, not an individual player, but a whole team, the Bills defense uh, in what, like, no one could have saw coming, you know, struggled against the Patriots. The Patriots' offense looked really good, so I only put up two. But just, like, really, really strange. I've never seen, like, such consistency in in that level, and so it paid off. It gave him a really – it looked like – it actually looked like a project – you know, like, going into a week, what your projected total looks like. That's what his game actually ended up looking like. It was like, oh – those guys yeah, scored like a lot kind of inventory. I don't know. It was so strange. So good performances by Christian Kirk, Dallas Goddard, Cortland Sutton, um, among others. Uh, but yeah, good work by Jacob there. And then as for the injury prone by ridden bean team, as I want to call them this week, uh, despite <laughs> Luca's concerns going into week seven, uh, his lineup did surprisingly well. He was afraid he wasn't going to be able to start a full lineup, uh, just because of all the chaos. Um, but pretty good. Uh, Elvin Kamara, is a PPR machine. I think we've established this in prior weeks, but it just keeps getting crazier. I, I cannot believe it. He, he, so he currently has 35 receptions on 39 targets, and that is nine more than the next best running backs, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift, and Bijan Robinson. Nine more. And mind you, he's only played four games this year, and he has nine more receptions than the next three running backs. That's, that's crazy. That's wild. And like, yeah, that's I don't nuts. know. He's he's like been kind of that receiving guy before. Like Sean Payton loved to use him in that way, but this is like next level. It's it's wild. It, I don't I don't know. It just blew my mind. It just keeps getting crazier. So, um, what a what a steal by Luca there. I think he'll continue to just be that role for Derek Carr, just that check down guy that he can just continuously dump the ball off to. So, um, very cool. Uh, other than that, Deontay Johnson looked pretty solid in his return for Luca. Um, he had five catches on six targets, 79 yards. That's pretty respectable in his first game back off of IR. So good stuff there. 
And then uh, the Chiefs might have finally landed on a kind of a wide receiver one behind Travis Kelsey uh, with Rasheed Rice finishing with 60 yards and a touchdown. He definitely seems like he's getting a lot of targets past couple weeks. Um, in fact, in weeks five through seven, he's finished as the wide receiver 17, um, which given the Chiefs abundance of mediocre looking wide receivers, that's pretty solid. So definitely the guy, the only guy you really want to have on your roster of Chiefs wide receivers. So uh, good stuff there with Luca to get him. Um, and then, yeah, just injuries for Luca. Uh, likely, it wouldn't have been the difference maker, but Luke Musgrave and Jerome Ford both left their games uh, late in the games with ankle injuries, uh, and both were seen leaving the stadium in boots. Um, but, yeah, and then, I mean, the Jalen Hurts knee injury, it's probably nothing, but I feel like Luca just can't catch a break in some of these. So, um, yeah, long and the short of it is uh, Luca's injury, and by Mageddon held him back this week, and Jacob has now won six in a row. So roll on, my good man. That is very impressive. I got to applaud you for that. So um, good stuff. That's great, Jacob. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, and moving on, we're going on to another game with uh, similar 136.84 to 91. So not the 110 that we've seen past, but that is mm-hmm. the flock versus one a game. <laughs> and congrats, Shepard, for... Um, the high-scoring team of the week this year nice. with 136. And sadly for July, the name change was not a luck change, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so won a game, still took another L. And so to talk about Shep a little bit, he had some kind of unlikely uh, players who really dominated this week. Um, when four players over 20 points, which is pretty absurd. Wow. Because uh, I feel like 20 points is the threshold for, like, really going off and they have had a four great of those week. yeah yeah that's wild and and none of them were a quarterback either so Deontay wow. Foreman who oh, shook yeah. or shocked everyone with a three touchdown game against the Raiders um two rushing and one receiving and he had 89 yards which is very solid as well as well um also random stat only one uh, running back had over 100 yards this week 100 rushing really? yards this week yeah it was Kenneth Walker that's Wild, and that just, that just offense was, was sucks this year in general. But like this week, it was very noticeable that just like no one was getting things going, or very few teams were getting the ball moving, and it was just just led to boring football, you know. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, and yeah, and then ETN had his third game in a row with uh, two touchdowns. Yeah, which okay. is pretty wild. That's really good for fantasy, but. Mm-hmm. Please give some to Calvin Ridley. Bro, <laughs> what are we going to do? Why does he get one <laughs> fantasy point when ETN gets two touchdowns every game? He can at least share one of the touchdowns. Yeah, come That's on. Fine. Sharing is caring. Someone tell this man. <laughs> and Jordan Addison finally broke out against yeah. the 49ers defense, which are apparently like one of the best in football. And he had two touchdowns and a really great game. I think he'll be the wide receiver one until um, Jefferson comes back for the Vikings. And Kirk, I think, looked good passing to him. So um, that was really great. And like to be fair, a good chunk of Addison's points came from that one touchdown play. It was 60-yard bomb. That's he great. caught it. It probably that should is... have been an interception, um, but then he was able to get a touchdown for it. So yeah, that, was awesome. um, that would have taken, I think, 12 points off of his 27, but still a great game, and Addison's looking, looking like a number one draft pick. For sure. Round first round draft pick. First round. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey, 
he's still the number one tight end. Like that's it. He just a guy, twelve man. of thirteen targets for one hundred and seventy nine yards and a touchdown. Yeah. It's the Taylor Swift effect, but man, he looks good. Yeah, it's crazy. And July had a few guys on his team that I honestly really thought were going to have great weeks. They were players that I liked a lot this week, yeah, um, but they just really underperformed. And so Aaron Jones, I thought he was going to have a great game. He's finally healthy, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had the great matchup against the Broncos. Sorry, but no, I know I went over my yeah. stats last week about, uh, or a couple weeks ago about, um, running backs against the Broncos, but yeah. yeah, just didn't didn't work out for Aaron Jones this week. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, Marquise Brown also had a great game script um, going against the Seahawks. I thought that was going to be a competitive game, and it was. Yeah. Um, and so they needed to pass a lot, but and he did have seven targets, but only three catches, and mm, honestly, a pretty minor like bad day with only six point four points. Yeah. Um, he is. He does have a revenge game next week where he's playing the Ravens. So oh, really? hopefully he oh, bounces back a little bit. Yeah. Um, same. Uh, honestly, similar with Amari Cooper. It was a really competitive game. They were passing a lot and really high scoring, but he just wasn't getting any work. I kept hearing the announcer say like they just he needs to throw to Amari Cooper. He needs to throw to Amari Cooper, and then he got targeted a lot. He had eight targets, but only two catches. And so mm. only ended up with 3.2 points. Yeah. Um, the bright side for July, um, Amon Ross St. Brown is crushing it. Even in a bad game for the lions, he still was able to get 16 points and Josh downs on your bench. I'll talk about him a little bit more later too, but um, 21 points against the Browns defense. So that's yeah. a little bright spot for July moving forward is that he has Josh downs. Yeah, I mean, he that was a great snag by July to get him before kind of his big big breakout because it felt like it was coming, and then now he's, like, mm-hmm. toward the top of every waiver report I've seen uh, the, like, past two days. So um, definitely a good guy to have going forward. That's July needed a win like that, so that's, that's huge for him to have a guy like yeah. that going forward. So um, good stuff. But, yeah, um, moving on to the next one. We got Lights Camera Jackson taking on Papa Smurf. Um, another one of these that ended up with a 130 to a 110 ish. So 134.5 for uh, Zach and 114.2 for Reed. Um, and uh, so kind of similar to the last games, both teams put up solid performances, but this one has kind of a weird caveat. So this game was never really close despite both teams playing pretty well and you know only being a 20 point difference. Um, and I say that because as I was like looking over the stats and stuff, when Michael Thomas for Zach caught a touchdown with six minutes and 42 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter of Thursday night football. After that point, Reed never once regained the lead all weekend. Kind of just a, like a, the way Zach had his players and then Reed had his later, but Zach was always winning this game after that moment. So, um, and just, he just kind of went crazy and it was impossible to catch him going into Monday night football. Reed had Hawkinson to try to catch him, but, it was very unlikely. Um, and so, yeah, for Zach, uh, I mean, Lam- you can't, we can't not talk about the namesake of his team, Lamar Jackson. He went crazy. He had one of those MVP-level performances, scoring 33.9. Um, I think that was only second to Mahomes. He was, like, a point behind him or something. Uh, but he looked he looked great. He, he looked like the best quarterback of the week, for sure. So um, He did. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he looked he looked really good, and I was I was also surprised. I thought that was the only 
real game of the week other than Sunday night football, and I was unfortunately kind of let down. Um, but you'll bounce back. I believe in your Lions. They'll they'll get it together. Um, but yeah, Zach also had a pair of giant games from giant players, meaning they play for the Giants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's Darren Waller, who went uh, seven catches on eight targets, 98 yards, and a tutty. And Saquon Barkley, who had 21 rushes for 77 yards, but he also had three catches on four targets for 41 yards and a receiving touchdown. Um, so great. I mean, you had two Giants. They scored two touch. The Giants scored two touchdowns. They went to both of your starters. So um, that's great, Zach. Good, good stuff there. Um, what else here? We got so pretty solid performances from the rest of Zach's team. Getting double digits from Scary Terry, George Pickens, uh, Slantman himself, and then the Browns defense. Uh, Slantman is Michael Thomas. Just to clarify. And then mm-hmm. uh, it should be noted that Zach scored 134 points without cd lamb or joe mixon this week so definitely a bounce back game for zach uh well very very well done uh that was great and then um county ingram was just the friend zach made along the way (laughs) because he put up a whopping (laughs) zero carries for zero yards and zero points so somehow zach could have essentially started nine players and still scored 130 so good job there um no notes very very nice um Reed, unfortunately, cannot catch a break despite putting up good numbers once again. Uh, I think he's now averaging 106 over his four losses, uh, which is up from like 104. He had uh, the only down week was last week. He scored like 89, but he scored above 110 the other three weeks, which is very unfortunate for him. Just very unlucky. Um, For him, though, the the Gus bus was out of control in the Ravens win. Um, He had 14 carries for 64 yards. And a touchdown, which is very impressive. But he also had a singular reception for 80 yards, <laughs> which I, I don't. I must have missed that. I don't even remember it happening, which is crazy. Um, but one also, he doesn't catch yards. passes. No, he doesn't. It's, it's Justice Hill. Justice Hill is the receiving back for the Ravens, one million percent. And so to have just he must have just like checked down. And he just took it for 80, but he didn't score on that either, which is even weirder to me. Um, I don't know how. I Do you know how many play. catches? he has had in his career he was has played since 2018 yeah i don't nine uh no more than that he has 22 catches okay that's that's in the past five seasons though five seasons okay yeah yeah that's pretty good i just i threw something out there i probably should have thought about that more (laughs) but yeah that's that's very good um but Reed also had solid performances from his quote-unquote go-to guys with uh Diggs, alave and hawkinson all putting up pretty good double-digit performances um, and then surprisingly good performances from his Patriots players, uh, with Zeke getting 9.1, kind of saved by a touchdown, but 9.1 nonetheless. And Kendrick Bourne, who appears to be the clear wide receiver one for Mac Jones, he got 13.3. I think he had like 14 or something last week. So uh, a good stash there by Reed to get Kendrick Bourne and to start him this week too. Who would have thought? Um, on the negative yeah. side, a couple bummers. Uh, Gino was just okay again. Um, might be time for a change. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's not much better options, so I don't I don't blame you. Um, maybe Gino will kind of get back in rhythm here soon, but we'll see. And then biggest disappointment for Reed has been Gabe Davis over the past two weeks. Uh, this week he had one catch on five targets for six yards against the Giants, which is wild. And then the past two weeks he's totaled four catches on nine targets for 27 yards, and that's it. And Or sorry, I, I, he had one catch for 
five yards, or sorry, one catch on five targets for six yards against the Pats, and then last week he played the Giants. So back-to-back weeks against two of the worst secondaries in football, and he only came out of it with 27 yards. Um, and a guy that used to be like a staple for Josh Allen to throw to. So, um, yikes. And then prior to that, he had two great weeks. So maybe it's just a pattern. Maybe he'll, he'll bounce back. We'll see. Uh, but all in all, Zach's team captain struck again and added in our win to the column. Uh, with his second highest outing of the year for Zach. And then uh, Reed dropped his fourth straight as his free fall, unfortunately, continues. Um, so hopefully he gets that win sometime soon because morale is low. But the Rangers are going to the World Series, so good for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. And um, so moving on to uh, Stanky Legs versus High Cup Side. And Griffin, if you want, we can just skip this game. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, I can use my veto. We can. (laughs) Just kidding. No, you can get them all again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but Hayden took the win with one hundred and five point four to, dare I say it, seventy seven point five, and that is unfortunately the lowest on the week. Disgusting. But I had the second lowest, so I don't know why we're the ones that are doing the podcast. Makes no sense. Um, we need we're to not... be listening to the podcast. I, I said at the beginning of the year in like the first episode, we are not qualified to do this. <laughs> and to, this week was a prime example. I mean, again, we both just got crazy unlucky. So, but go on, continue. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a fun note that you were projected, I think, over 125 this week. Yep. Um, and scored 77.5. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, like we said earlier, <laughs> fantasy football is silly, dumb, and random, yeah, and you yeah. can't predict it, nope. but that's why it's fun. Yep. And yeah, so Griffin, to talk about your team a little bit, I'll make this quick. Okay. <laughs> um, you only had two double-digit scorers, um, Javante Williams and Jordan Love, and on the bright side, I think Javante might have won the backfield back from Julio McLaughlin, so I think yeah. he'll be even better moving forward. I hope so. Um, so that's a plus side, and... Eckler, Jacobs, and Cup. Like, that should, that's a so stud weird. lineup. That would have won a fantasy league by themselves last year. Um, but I just don't know what happened. Josh Jacobs had a pretty great opportunity going against a backup rookie quarterback who has never played an NFL snap and a really bad defense. Yeah. Um, we just struggled. He didn't get a ton of work, but he was actually pretty inefficient when he did get the work because he had um, 11 carries and four targets but only ended up with – 35 yards, and then one catch for six yards. Yep. So, rough day for Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. And I know you talked. we talked about this a little bit earlier, but does Cup have a puka problem? And <laughs> I just don't know if they can consistently both be great. That yeah. I think Stafford's just going to hyper-target one per game, and that player's going to go off. Luckily, the floor isn't as low as it could be with some True. players, like Gabe Davis, like we were talking about, where yeah. Cup and puka, I think, even on their worst games, are going to get around five points. Mm-hmm. Um which isn't great and isn't what you want, but it could be worse. And then when they're boom games, they're going to get around 20. Exactly. Um, So hopefully Stafford will spread it out a little bit more and make them both um, like top 15 wide receivers. And I think Eckler will bounce back. Um, He had a really rough game, only 5.1 points this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is actually only the third game of his year um, that he's played in. And if you look at last year, his first three games were terrible and people were like, do I need to sell Austin Eckler in fantasy? Like, is it time to drop him? And then he just mm-hmm. went off for the rest of the year. So yeah. that'll give you a little hope that I think he'll bounce back. 
Um, also, another bright spot on your team, good call to snag Daryl Henderson. Um, he's probably the number one waiver wire pick in most yeah. leagues, but you already have him, so that's great. <laughs> I did my that was my obligatory dart throw on the Rams running back room. I, I picked him up like on Sunday before they played. I was just like, who did I drop? I picked up Michael Mayer, the Raiders tight end during the week because I was going to use him later when Laporta was on by, but I was like, I don't I don't need him right now, and he ended up being very poor anyway, so it didn't matter. And so I just. I was like, okay, Royce Freeman's projected way more, but I'm a Daryl Henderson believer, and that turned out to be the right call. And so I threw my dart, and it hit with Daryl Henderson. So, Yeah, that was a good pick. Yep. And on Hayden's side, he was pretty top-heavy, where CMC, still good. Not much else needs to be said. He's the True. number one running back and probably the number one player in fantasy moving forward. Yep. And I think Josh Allen was pretty lucky for this game script. I thought Seriously. they would have blown out yeah. the Patriots, but... Um, he, they were behind for most of the game, so it gave him a little bit more freedom to pass and try to come back. And he made some pretty clutch plays with um, digs towards the end. So good call um, and good thing for Josh Allen with that game script. Mm-hmm. Pacheco had a great matchup this week um, going against the Chargers. They have historically not been great against the run. Um, and he had a good game, but it was mostly saved by the touchdown. Um, he didn't have a ton of yards and... Luckily, he did catch all four of his targets, so that's good to see, and I think mm-hmm. he could get more involved in the passing game because typically that role has gone to Jared McKinnon, but they haven't yeah. been using him as much this year. Maybe they'll bring him out in the playoffs like they have done the past couple of years, but um, I think Pacheco's looking like he could be their running back for the foreseeable future. Mm. Um, and a pretty rough day for everyone else. Uh, no other double-digit scorers for Alex um christian watson got injured i know you said um luckily it wasn't worse than it was but he ended with only 4.2 points um good to see logan thomas bounce back he had a really up week two weeks ago and then last week i think he ended with maybe less than one point Um, but he had a solid game with 7.1 um and curtis samuel he finally had a game where he didn't score a touchdown and so that showed with only 4.5 points and I'm, I was surprised by DeAndre Swift with only nine yeah, points. I know. Because I felt like watching that game, every time I looked up, it was him getting the ball. Same. And I don't know. It, a, I think he, he did have um, – I was trying to pull up how many carries he had. He had 15 carries, so I guess yeah. it, he did get a they, ton he of was work, But he only had 62 lot, yeah. yards. Huh. Um, and he didn't score, only three catches, so – yeah, yeah. I, I I thought the same um, thing. I knew I was like way out of it by the time Sunday Night Football was going around because he still had Swift and McCaffrey, and I just had the Niners defense and Jake Moody, and so like yeah. I didn't really I didn't pay attention to fantasy or whatever. But watching the game, I was like, oh, Swift is gonna like like single handedly blow this out of proportion. And then I like checked the score, and I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of still in it. Like if McCaffrey doesn't play, or like if he's limited or whatever, I have a chance. And then he was, you know activated good to go and then he you know did McCaffrey things so it was like you know I was hopeless hopelessly thinking I was gonna win but yeah that was silly um but yeah well it was a it was a rough one I do I forgot to put this in anywhere else in my notes or whatever but I just I just remembered it um and I texted this to you um on on Sunday I think but so I'm in two fantasy leagues and through seven weeks, I have always gone one and one. I've never gone two and zero. Oh, I've never gone zero oh and two in my fantasy leagues. And it's not like I have like very contrasting players or whatever. It's just 
that's fantasy football. Like, I don't know. It's, it's it kinda, really is. It's just kind of silly. And unfortunately for you, I was playing you this week, and I was able to go win in that league. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Um, anyway, let's talk about uh, your team in, in our league here. Uh, or we don't we don't have to again if, if you don't want to we should have skipped our games just say good job Hayden and Alex let's let's move on this is depressing move on <laughs> yeah yeah mine was not not that fun a little yeah. bit closer but yeah little go bit. ahead feel free yeah yeah but um so anyway Alex is all Americans uh beat your uh your kitty cats uh 100.46 to 85.46 um so yeah within grasp but. Honestly, uh, like, neither team was great. 100.46, just barely passing 100. Alex kind of squeaked out another one. Um, but, yeah, the uh, we already talked about the Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed fiasco um, of 2023 was a thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> and that is mm-hmm. truly a bummer. It was not but, fun. Yeah, but like I said, wouldn't quite made the difference, but would have definitely made it closer. Um, but Alex, he was led by a couple of stud receiver performances. Uh, Mike Evans heard me... Uh, calling him out last week and he had his bounce back game going uh six catches on eight targets 82 yards and a tutty he looked great um in a game that was honestly pretty boring and kind of gross to watch with the bucks and the falcons so um that's a pretty good stat line given the game script uh and then aj brown has been and continues to be jalen hurts main guy 10 catches on 15 freaking targets for 137 yards and a touchdown and I'm just going to rattle off A.J. Brown's yards from the past six weeks. Uh, 131, 175, 127, 131 again, and 137 this past week. So <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. That's absurd. Yeah. Or I guess that's only his last five weeks. I might have missed another one. I'm pretty sure he's had six weeks of a uh, – or no, it's just five weeks. Yeah. But five weeks of over 127 yards. Wild. And a couple touchdowns sprinkled in there too. So um, – if you didn't hammer the over on uh, A.J. Brown receiving yards, I don't know what to tell you. You're doing something wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then <laughs> I just I, I put in uh, Kendra Miller, Lamau in my notes. <laughs> Alex started Kendra Miller and still won. Um, for those of you uh, who don't know, um, Kendra Miller did not. I don't think he got a single carry. He was basically RB3 for the Saints um, going into their Thursday night game. Uh, so that happened. So Alex also won while putting up zero. He could have started nine as well. So, um, good stuff there. Mm-hmm. And then on your end, uh, you gotta give credit to the running back room. That was a pleasant surprise. Uh, James Cook had his best game of the year in what is kind of a weird situation with the Bills losing to the, the Pats. But, um, I think I've, I've diagnosed him properly. So his, his key to success might be getting involved in the passing game and that seems kind of obvious but um when he gets 35 or more receiving yards which has happened three times he finishes as a top 13 running back uh and then the other weeks when he has not surpassed 35 receiving yards he finishes outside the top 18 so um yeah you want james cook to catch the ball and go for at least 35 yards and then he will probably be having a good day like he even in those weeks where he had 35 receiving yards he didn't even really have necessarily crazy ground game and he even had a week where i think he had like 98 rushing yards but he had no receiving yards and he finished outside the, the top 18 so it's kind of weird but um yeah that's really weird yeah if they get him the ball more into you know 
via Josh Allen throwing it to him. That's really good for you. So hope that keeps up. Um, and then Jameer Gibbs did it. He did the thing. He, he finally, that was the Ooh. one one bright thing, bright spot in the Lions offense worth mentioning um, this week. And I'm sure you were at least a little stoked about that, hopefully. Um, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah it felt like it was coming. Uh, I thought it'd be more. I thought the game would be closer and he'd be used a lot, but he still had uh, that one touchdown. I would say, like, you know, when Monty comes back, like, there, we don't, you know, he's probably still going to kind of take over the majority of the carries again just because he's so good at it. But in the meantime, Gibbs is going to be great, and maybe when he does come back, Gibbs will have established himself in a particular role um, where they use him more. So that'd be that'd be great. But the stat that surprised me the most about Gibbs was he had nine catches on ten targets uh, for 58 yards and a touchdown. So nine catches for Jameer Gibbs, which is kind yeah. of... Kinda yeah, cool. I'm I hoping mean, that continues when yes, Monty, that's, Monty that's, comes back, even if he doesn't great. get the rushing. Absolutely. And I, it, part of it might have been game script because they just had to pass and they had to like check down to Gibbs, and Gibbs was like the only option because they weren't going to check down to Craig Reynolds. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I think it could continue. I think that's what they want him to be is kind of that pass catching back, and then David Montgomery is just the big bully. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, elsewhere on your team, uh, the Sam Howell experience – was not a good one uh i give it a two out of ten don't recommend um so i know you started him in this league and our other league did you start him anywhere else or did you were you really favoring favoring him this week um, i i did start him in my uh two qb fan or family league okay that makes sense um so three out of my five leagues i started sam howell yeah. and four out of my five leagues i lost this week that's rough. You see, I but I don't I don't blame you. Howell was looking pretty consistent, and then of course against the Giants of all teams, he struggles because that makes sense. So, um, yeah. and Trevor Lawrence had his best game of the season. Yes, and I yeah, mentioned. coming off of injury, and like I get it. Like I mean, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. He could have looked risky. The Saints' pass defense is really talented, so that was you made the logical call. It just didn't turn out to be the right one. But um, at least Lawrence is back. Um, but unfortunately, you can't say the same about Calvin Ridley, as you mentioned earlier. Um, what are we going to do with him? He, one rush for zero yards, so you can scratch that from the record. And then one catch on four targets for five yards is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Not good. Gross, gross. I hate it for you. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it kind of came down to underperformances from the players you needed the most, uh, and that led to an R-dub for Team USA. And Alex is now the winner of three straight games again. Uh, posting the other tied for the best record of six and one on the year and still the best in his team's history so great stuff by alex uh, as usual this year so um yeah i think that about concludes our recap of the games this week shall we move on that it does and now it's time for player of the week mm-hmm. and our best player or player we're really excited about and they had a great week um and so i want to start i know i talked about this a little bit earlier on july's bench Mm. which is not always the greatest place to be but it is this week (laughs) um with josh downs and um he had five catches for 125 yards and a touchdown um which is definitely his best fantasy game kind of his breakout game but um he's also been doing really well for a while for four out of his past five games he's had double digit fantasy points um and he's had at least five catches in all of uh those games that he had the double digit fantasy points so as long as he gets five catches he's looking like a pretty solid start and i think he has some good rapport with 
Gardner Minshew, and yeah, and I know you want to talk about him as well. Which is kind of funny. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, I'm going to talk about Josh Downs' quarterback, who I, I kind of, I didn't slander last week, but I questioned whether or not like Colts players would benefit while Gardner Minshew is in at QB, and I, I was wrong. He looks very serviceable, very great. It makes you question more and more why teams like, and I mean, Tyson Bajant looked good, but why in the world don't the Bears have like a real quality backup quarterback like a Gardner Minshew? Because he's, he's just going to go out there and do his thing. He, uh, so I'm mm-hmm. going to give him some love, despite him not really being fantasy relevant necessarily. Maybe he's a good streaming option, actually, uh, going forward. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Gardner went for 305 passing yards, 29 rushing yards, and four total touchdowns, two of which came by air, two by ground, and none by sea because uh, he did not swim <laughs> good into note. the end zone, but uh, just had to make make that make that known. Uh, and that's impressive and all. That's a really great stat line. But to do it against what is quite possibly one of the best defenses in NFL history at this point in the season, very much well done, sir. I applaud you. Um, and while I wish the refs hadn't blown the game for the Colts because there were some very questionable calls uh, and it kind of put a damper on the whole thing, it was very. It was still a great outing by Gardner, and I expect to see that going forward. I think he'll be very solid. Um, but again, maybe not fantasy relevant except for streaming. Uh, but had to shout him out. So, yeah, with that out of the way, let's move right along. And I think it just might be time to sound the alarm. Yes, sir. This is a bad player performance we're all probably overreacting about. So it's not necessarily that they suck and that we're throwing them under the bus for good, but uh, just not a great week, especially with my guy. Um, I was just kind of disappointed by Tyler Lockett. Uh, I took a prop bet on him, too. I just kind of, this felt like, especially I took the bet before the DK Metcalf news broke. I just felt like he was going to have a great game. Um, but bro is primed to have an insane game like i mean it was it just made once dk was out it was perfect so no dk metcalf um horrible cardinal secondary uh but alas four catches on five targets for 38 yards so that's football that's the 2023 offense of the nfl yeah it's just a bummer yeah i think tyler lockett is just he's just getting a little old he, um, he is but like he's i mean even early in this year still he's still like a pretty consistent you can kind of expect, I think, around, like, I don't know, 6 to 12 points from him pretty consistently. And I don't know. This was just closer to the floor than, than I was expecting in a game. This felt like one of those games with no DK. And JSN has been kind of weak as of late, although he was the one who stepped up. That and Bobo. Oh, my gosh. That was kind of funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was cool to see. But bummer for Lockett. Um, but anyway, yeah. who you got? Um, my sound the alarm player. I realize both of mine are from July's team this week, so that's fun. <laughs> that's fun for um, July. <laughs> but it's Aaron Jones. Um, actually, and uh, maybe he isn't healthy. Um, yet because he's been injured for a little bit, and this was his first game back. But I thought um they were also had their bye the week before, so I would have thought that he would be healthy by now. Um, but AJ Dillon had fifteen carries, and Aaron Jones only had eight. And so that's really concerning that A.J. Dillon is getting that much more work than him when A.J. Dillon is clearly not great. 
Um, and I think the Packers offense as a whole just looks bad. And so hopefully Aaron Jones will pick it up. He had a really prime match against the Broncos and just underperformed. But hopefully yeah. it's just a little bit of a lingering injury and he'll be healthy next week. I could see it. Yeah. And with that being said, it's now on to our final segment of the day. Oh, our favorite time of the week. It is... It's pointless draft time. Pointless draft time. Yeah, I love pointless draft time. (laughs) And for this one, like last week, I think we should really emphasize Mm. the pointlessness of this. But I don't. I don't think this is something that's ever been drafted by anyone. Either it's a great idea that you had. I gotta shout you out. It's so wonderful. And so, so. we are drafting file types. File types and. I think my favorite part about doing these drafts is that you can pretty easily rank random things. You really can. Like file types. And I have a very clear 101 and 102. And so I'm curious to see if we have the same ones. Interesting. Um, And I'm kind of of torn between those two. Um, Mm. And... But I think I'm just going to go with the one that I feel yeah. like I use the most often. Yeah. It's, I see it a lot. I actually don't even think I have the right software to edit this, but I'm oh. going to go with a PDF. Yeah, yeah that, that was my one one too. That was my, I don't know what your um, 102 is. I, I feel like it could be a few things, so I'm a little concerned. But PDF was, by and large, my, my one one. It just, when you sent me this, as our draft topic, I was like, yep, that's, that's it. So, but then I also figured you'd take it too. So I was like, ah, oh, well, I'll write it down, but it doesn't, probably doesn't matter. So, uh, great choice. Limiting me a little bit now. Let's see here. Oh gosh. I'm worried you're going to get your two. Cause I don't even know what it is. I got a lot that I like though. I gotta be honest. Um, gosh. Okay. I'm going to go. Sorry, this is this is harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> okay, um, don't uh, shame me for the way I pronounce this. Give me the GIF. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I had when I looked it up. The first thing that popped up was like the official, like the inventor of the the GIF says it's pronounced GIF, and I'm like, I don't care. What do you say? I don't like, think GIF. about it. I think yeah. I had to. I did have to like say it out loud. I was like GIF. Jeff, because I just kind of say it in my head when I'm thinking of it, but yeah, Jeff, they're yeah, fun. Yeah, that's a good little, pick. That one wasn't pictures. on my list, actually. Oh, really? Okay, then what is your no. 102? I'm very, very intrigued. Yeah, I feel like this is just a the classic. Um, uh, you use it. I feel like this is another one I feel like I use a lot, and so I'm just gonna go with the JPEG. Okay, that was that was the one I was debating debating between <laughs> was JPEG and GIF. So. Great, great choice. I think that's a, a, yeah, used quite a bit in our society. Yeah, feels very solid, very, very normal, but I think it's it's the rice of my team. The rice, yeah. Okay, um, for my next pick, I'm going to go with something that's more than meets the eye. It's more than it seems. At first, you're like, what? What is this? And then you unzip it, and it's a zip file. <laughs> oh, a zip file. I zip. like that. I... Dot Z-I-P. Give me that all day, every day. <laughs> it's very, very exciting. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like that. I think that's a good pick. Thank you. Um, 
You know, okay, so for this next pick, um, I'm between two, and they actually okay. both do the same thing. Ooh. And so I am going to take the one that's probably a little bit lesser known, but is the still the superior file with the wave file. Ah, that was on my, I was hoping to get that last. <laughs> that was like, I thought that would go on, kind of, you know, sneak by everybody until the very end. But yeah, that's a good pick. Do love some audio. And just like the wave, you know? So Yeah, wave is so yeah, fun. It's chill. It's chill like that. Wave you know wave file is a homie. He's just kinda there for you. He's like, What's up? So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm gonna also go with something along those lines. And maybe this is the other one you were thinking of. I have I don't even know if I can say this legally, but I have fond memories of um converting YouTube videos to this file. Um, so I can uh, use, yes. use their audio. So give me that YouTube to dot MP3 for this one for me. Um, so kind of along the same lines. Uh, I think it has merit as well. I'll take it any day. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a that's a great pick, and yeah. um, that was what I was between um, mm-hmm. because I think MP3 is a little bit better known than the wave file, but I went with the wave. Um, and and also the reason I didn't take MP3 is I knew that I could get either MP3 or this other one with my last pick, oh. um, and it is like an MP3 just with a little bit more added. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with the MP4. <laughs> I knew it. And that video file. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love. That. Okay, good. I'm I'm glad you took that because I only wrote seven down. This is funny. We're thinking a lot the same on this one compared to last week. I wrote seven down, and it's the seven or no. We've taken six of them. MP4 was the first one I didn't write down, but I thought of, but I figured since I took MP3, I don't need to take MP4. Um, and so the only other one that I wrote down that we have not taken yet is the .png. And so I will be taking .png. that. Mm-hmm. Yep, nice little overlay uh, thing you can add to graphics. Um, it's, it's fun. I think I sent an image to the group chat today, uh, that picture of a sad smurf. That was a PNG. Um, and so that's what made oh, me nice. think of it. As I was making my list, I was like, oh, that's a PNG. And then uh, no reason to be, I don't think. It just kind of was. <laughs> I, I did have PNG on my list, but hmm. whenever I work with PNGs, I have problems. So it was a <laughs> last resort pick if I didn't have nothing else. That's why I took it last too. Honestly, I, I like, I'll concede it's a fine enough file, but I would have probably rather had Wave, JPEG, or PDF. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I the only other ones I had on my list were dot uh, doc and dot uh-huh. excel. I like mm-hmm. the excel one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was I was actually I couldn't remember exactly what it was. So when I was thinking you were gonna take PNG, I started googling what the dot excel. <laughs> I think it's X C S L, but I'm really not confident on that. S L. Is it supposed to like sound like Excel? Is that I think so. Okay, that makes sense. And then, yeah, the doc one, it crossed my mind as well because I use it a lot. But um, are you are you finding it? What it's it say? XLSX. XLXX? Oh, that's very exotic. Yeah. Huh. Nice. Well, there well, anyway. we go. You have the exhaustive, complete yes. ranking yes. of What's... file types. I had PDF, JPEG, WAVE, and MP4. Uh-huh. And you had GIF or GIF. <laughs> zip mp3 and png 
Yeah. And we are sorry that we put you guys through listening <laughs> to that, but we had fun. They probably, everyone probably clicked off like as soon as we announced it. They were like, yeah. these two are idiots. What are they doing? <laughs> but um, if you oh. did somehow survive through that very silly, pointless draft time, um, we thank you. And you've made it to the end of the episode. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, it was another, you know, week of football to say the least. Um, but yeah, Luke, anything to, to leave the people with this week? I don't think so. If you made it this far, send your favorite file type in the group chat. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> I think we're out. And yeah. as always, sick and bears and go lions. Sick and ba- big sick and bears. Good dub this week, by the way. Um, yeah. Sick Let's and bears go. and go Broncos. Um, And yeah, that's it. Have a great week, everybody. We will catch you in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.